In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. All right, let's try this one more time. <laughs> I was having decibel issues, um, but I think we're better now. So, it's Phoenix Kalita. Thank you for hanging out with me. Welcome to the Swapcast, where we're going to talk about some sex worker news, some sex worker rights. I have not forgotten about getting uh, other Swap members on this podcast so that we can talk about who they are and what they do and what their activism looks like. Um, scheduling those for next week, so hopefully next week we'll start with that, you know. Just trying to get all the schedules together this week. It's a little hectic. Everybody's busy. But that's the plan. So, uh, as usual, all typical trigger warnings apply, right? As it tends to go when you're talking about uh, sex work and sex worker rights. There's always, um, you know, police brutality, um, physical assaults, sexual assaults, murder. All these things tend to happen when you talk about sex worker rights because sex workers are a marginalized group. And that's just what it is. And so, because apparently, uh, hashtag good cops are on top of shit, and because blue lives matter, and because we had Rahm Emanuel, who said that uh, police and civilian uh, relations have never been better because he made police part of the community. Yeah, he fucking said some shit like that. Um, There's a serial killer in Chicago who's killing sex workers. Hey, how about that? And apparently, police just don't give a single flying fuck about it, uh, because... This person most likely has uh, accumulated 51 murder victims. So, uh, this is actually off Cosmopolitan. I, you know, typically go for more newsy outlets, but this was a good article. So, uh, a fresh look into dozens of unsolved strangulation homicides in Chicago suggests the murders could be the work of a serial killer who's been targeting women in the city since at least 2001. 2001, it's 2019. It was awesome of police to take this shit seriously for two decades. It's nice. It's good. I feel very safe. Very, very fucking safe. Uh, Crime experts with the Murder Accountability Project, a D.C.-based nonprofit group that tracks unsolved homicides in the United States, used a web algorithm to map 51 unsolved strangulation cases that took place on the west and south sides of Chicago between 2001 and 2018. Um... If you're not familiar with the geography of Chicago, West Side and South Side is typically um, the generally the more poor neighborhoods and the non-white neighborhoods. Most of the black people who live in Chicago live either on the South Side or the West Side. Um, you know, I've talked about, you know, I'm from Humboldt Park. There was a lot of black people, a lot of Puerto Ricans and black Puerto Ricans. Um, that was West Side. So and right next to Garfield Park, which is also predominantly black. And they're trying to put a cop academy there because the city fucking hates black people. All right, uh, back to this article. The 51 murders have striking similarities. All the victims were women. Most were discovered outside a public place. 76% were black. 
Uh-huh. And 75% of the crimes had a, quote, sexual component. I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to be a euphemism for. I'm just going to assume it means that they were raped um, at the time of their death. Because that's probably what they mean. And this analysis was done by Thomas, Thomas Hargrove, the head of the Murder Accountability Project. Um, so... Uh, Hargrove performed his in-depth analysis of the Chicago strangulation cases at the request of WBBN, a CBS affiliate in Chicago, back in February 2019, because, quote, his group has a knack for finding patterns in unsolved murder cases. Uh, Hargrove analyzed information about the thousands of homicide victims and the way they died, or about thousands, ooh, sorry. He analyzed information about thousands of homicide victims and the way they died, ultimately identifying 51 cases with strong similarities that are now the focus of an investigation. So basically, if this guy had never done this report, this never would have even, like, hit the fucking radar of police at all, because good cops. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my place in the article. Um, so ultimately, he identified uh, 51 cases. Uh, Hargrove told WBBN that the algorithm he used to map these 51 cases was essentially a quote-unquote serial killer detector, which has been helped to solve serial murders in other cities before. Uh, Chicago detectives say this uh, started this new investigation under pressure from activists, community organizers, and family members of the women who have gone missing in Chicago in the past several years. Like many other cities around the country, uh, Chicago has a substantial backlog of untested DNA kits, which many believe could hold the key to finding what Hargrove suggests is a serial killer. Now, this is really fucking grim, but I would be interested to see um, if his this algorithm or whatever program he's using, um, if it's going to identify more sex workers who have been murdered, particularly um, female sex workers. Um... In light of Sestafasta with so many more workers having having to go back to outdoor work. I mean, that's a dark place to go, but I think it's a reasonable question. Um, this is a quote from Hargrove. We honestly don't understand why it's not already known that some of these are connected killings, he said at a recent hearing. He later explained that the inability to recognize serial murder is a universal problem called linkage blindness, according to WGN Chicago. The analysis uh, received new attention this week in a meeting held Thursday by U.S. Representative Bobby Rush, who recently asked the FBI to join the investigation, according to the Washington Post. At the meeting, community members asked if a more recent asked if more recent cases of black women uh, missing in Chicago, like Kira Coles and Shanti Bryla, could potentially be related to this hypothetical serial killer. One of the most recent murders tied to this series of strangulations was Rio Renee Holyfield, a 34-year-old black woman whose body was found in a garbage can on September 2018, according to WGBN Chicago. While police are trying to ID the serial killer, they often look for patterns. Hargrove says the fact that these bodies were left outside, primarily in garbage cans, alleyways, and abandoned buildings, gives further evidence that a serial killer is behind the crimes. The Chicago Police Superintendent, who's an absolute fucking sellout, has now ordered uh, an, a review of all 51 strangulation, 51 strangulation cases to see if any DNA samples were taken and if those samples were tested and if not, why? How fucking on top of this shit are they not? They don't even know if they fucking took DNA from a murder scene? <sighs> all right. Uh, so far, the Washington Post reports that 21 murders where DNA was recovered show genetic evidence from 21 different people. 
Uh, Deputy Chief of Detectives Brendan Dinahan said the idea of an assailant who's skipping the white prostitutes to kill black ones doesn't make sense. What? I'm sorry. I thought sex uh, serial killers had a type. Do they not? Right? Like, usually they target primarily one race, one gender, uh, a certain age range. So, I... (laughs) All right. Um, so he said this referring to the fact many of the women who were found are believed to have been sex workers, which is the reason why this is getting no attention until people made a huge, you know, a lot of noise about it. Uh, in addition a, uh, to building a detailed map and the analysis of the 51 unsolved strangulations, Hargrove warned that the killer or killers seem to be targeting, targeting sex workers and women with a history of drug addiction and cautioned anyone in that demographic in Chicago to take care. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this because it's terrifying to think that there's a serial killer out and someone who's been operating since 2001 And then on top of that, now we have, you know, the passage of Sesta Pasta with even more workers, you know, being outdoors. And, you know, a lot of sex workers I know have been so stressed out about Sesta Pasta. They've been prone to depression. And a lot of people who have, uh, you know, severe stress or anxiety or depression tend to self-medicate. And that can definitely lead to um, problems with drug and alcohol addiction, you know. So it's, like, terrifying to know that this person already exists. And now they've basically been, you know given even more opportunity to find more people to target because of shitty policies passed by our government. So yeah, that's awesome. Great. Uh. I'll definitely try to follow up with this um, and see uh, how this investigation goes. I don't have particularly high hopes because I know how people feel about sex workers, in particular black sex workers, and in particular black sex workers who use drugs. I know all the stereotypes, though I don't have a ton of faith that this is investigation is going to be taken seriously, but we'll see what happens. Um, moving along. Okay. Maybe. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I had to pause it because I had a sneeze coming up, but I couldn't hit the pause button fast enough. Oh my goodness. That was a little awkward. All right. So, um, moving along. This is, I believe, in Ireland. Now, they went to the Nordic model in 2017, and of course, you know, all these fucking um, anti-trafficking orgs, right? These fuckers were like, we need to do the Nordic model because it'll keep sex workers safe, and sex workers are absolutely not penalized under the Nordic model, which is bizarre because sex workers kept saying, no, sex workers do get penalized under the Nordic model. (laughs) Um... You know, anything from facing deportation to increased uh, risk of police harassment to uh, evictions, you know, all sorts of things. And these orgs, in addition to pushing for the Nordic model, also pushed for a policy that um, is supposed to fight brothel keeping, right? But essentially what that means is that if there's two sex workers who live together and work together, like out of their apartment or their house they are apparently keeping a brothel, which means even though technically they're supposed to be decriminalized on the Nordic model, you can still be arrested for brothel keeping, which is a different offense than, you know, uh, selling sexual services. And that happened. Oh, didn't see it coming. Just kidding. Totally saw it coming because sex workers said that this was going to happen. And also, like, can I just point out the shittiness of the whole brothel keeping law shit? Like, 
sex workers working together out of one space is a safety measure to keep them uh, as safe as possible from clients, you know, so you don't have to work alone. But, you know, this fucking end demand crowd, they are fucking obsessed with making sure that sex workers don't have uh, social safety nets and that they don't have uh, friends that they can rely on. They want sex workers isolated to make it as difficult as possible to be a sex worker in hopes that people will leave the industry or just die. I mean, the end-demand crowd is honestly good either way, right? The goal is to end-demand, and it doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter if it's sex workers being put in prison. It doesn't matter if it's sex workers committing suicide. It doesn't matter if it's sex workers dying. It doesn't matter if it's sex workers uh, getting deported. It doesn't matter if it's sex workers being trafficked into a different, a different industry or leaving the industry and being exploited as a worker in another industry. The whole goal is to end-demand no matter what. And so that's <coughs> where we are, and that's what happened. So a Kildare judge has jailed two sex workers for nine months because they were operating a brothel by being roommates. Shit. All right. Two women who were operating a brothel in Newbridge have been jailed for nine months uh, at the... No, I don't want pop-ups. Please, no pop-ups. Oh, man. I, I miss the era where you didn't always have pop-ups, especially on mobile devices. Does anyone else remember that? Just me? Okay. Um, so two women who are operating a brothel in Newbridge have been jailed for nine months at the NAS. I don't know if it's that actually, if that's how it's pronounced. It's N-A-A-S, NAS, NAS, I don't know. Um, district court yesterday. The pair is, uh, includes Adriana Padaru, 25, and Anna Tomascu, age 20, who were living in Six Canning Place, Newbridge, when it was raided on November 18th, 2018, after complaints by locals. So, yeah, some fucking snitch-ass neighbors. I hope the neighbors are happy now. Uh, the pair were charged with uh, keeping or running a brothel, and evidence was given uh, to the court by the guardi, guardi, I don't know how to say any of these words, uh, that the pair were also prostitutes. Um, they entered the premises using a search warrant, uh, having, had <laughs> having had the premises under surveillance for some time. This is something I've said is that under the Nordic model, police fucking stalk you and harass you. And there have been cases of sex workers being filmed, uh, negotiating with clients, seeing clients, and sometimes even engaged in sex acts with clients. And police basically watch it because it's proof of a crime. But it's really disgusting. And that's the same shit they did with that Robert Kraft shit, right? When they did the raid on the massage parlor. They were around for quite some time watching these, you know, sex workers engaged in sex acts with clients. Just watching. Fucking creepy. All right. So at the scene, the women admitted that they were working as prostitutes, offering sexual services for money and signed statements to that effect. The court heard that there were no clients in the brothel at the time when it got raided and no significant amount of money was found at the scene either. Judge Desmond Zayden, who's an asshole, said, was business that bad? Uh, Sergeant Jacob told the court it was still early in the night. Uh, that's a fucking weird-ass question. How much money were you making and was business bad? I don't know. It just seems like not a priority. Um, the women have not come to any attention since then. One of the pair is expecting a child with her partner. That's Miss Padaru. And that... Ugh, this fucking these pop-ups. That is the 25-year-old individual. Um, the solicitor told the court that the woman, the women hope to return to their native Romania once the trial is concluded to avoid bringing any embarrassment to their families. Mm -hmm. uh, their solicitor said that the women had a sum of money that could be paid to charity. She's pregnant and you're trying to give her money away? Damn. 
But Judge Desmond Zayden was not inclined to give them this opportunity. Quote from the judge, they weren't forced into this position. So he sentenced the pair to nine months in prison. So basically, <laughs> we have the Nordic model to protect women. Meanwhile, an immigrant sex worker from Romania is going to be giving birth in prison because she's already pregnant and her sentence is nine months. So this is how the Nordic model protects women. It makes pregnant women give birth in prison. Don't we all feel safer? No? No? Not even a little bit? Yeah, fuck these fucking end-of-man crowd. Um, so Miss Padaru has lodged an appeal and has been released on bail. And of course, all the fucking, um, <clears throat> the typical, you know, the, the end-of-man doors like, we didn't see this coming. We don't want this. What? This is horrible, like, type of shit. And it's like, but this is exactly the policy that you all, um, you know, supported and that you went for. Like, this was your goal the whole time. And so it's a little bit disappointing to see this fucking vast amount of gaslighting. Um, but, you know. And, of course, their justification for it is by saying that, um, basically, if you get rid of the brothel-keeping law or policy, that um, pimps are going to take advantage of it and, like, basically force women into sexual slavery and brothels. Even though there's been cases throughout Europe, and in particular in the UK, right? And I've, we've covered stuff from England, Scotland, and Ireland, where sex workers have been charged with brothel keeping for having roommates. So it's like, it's weird that it's only sex workers being charged and not these alleged pimps that are just lurking around every corner. But okay. Um, and of course, Ruhama is one of these fucking... Uh, Supporting women affected by prostitution and or sex trafficking at any time in their lives. Free, safe, and confidential. And they put out their little fucking bullshit-ass statement on Twitter, right? We're appalled at the sentencing of two women in prostitution last week. Legislation against brothel keeping has existed in Ireland for decades to tackle organized prostitution. The law ought to be used to target criminals who control the bulk of Ireland's sex trade. Okay. And then Wendy Lyon, who, if you don't follow her, you should... Uh, it's L-Y-O-N, um, covers a lot of, a lot about sex worker rights, particularly in Europe, and responded and said, the brothel keeping provision, section 11 of the 1993 act is not and never was meant to tackle organized prostitution. That's what section nine on organization of prostitution is for. The brothel keeping law has always been used mainly against sex workers, but you oppose amending it. And then put up a nice little screenshot from, uh, their own website, and number five, this is like a questionnaire. Number five, do you agree small groups of up to four sex workers should be legally entitled to work collectively from the same indoor premises? Please indicate yes, no, or undecided and explain the reasons. They straight up said no. As stated above, we agree individual selling sex should not be criminalized, but this provision, based on the New, uh, New Zealand SOOB model, is wide open to abuse by those intent on profiting from the prostitution of others. What this measure does is sanction the operating of an unlicensed and therefore unregulated brothel with no proper measures to identify uh, or tackle the human rights abuses rife within the sex industry. So I like this, that they're saying, we are so offended that these two women got arrested. This is wrong. And then also literally saying, yeah, we think that sex workers shouldn't be allowed to live in the same premises and work together. <laughs> like, consistency, I guess. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, that is a... Uh what is going on right now. Um, I think that's all I have as far as sex worker news goes. Oh, and also all, 
I was gonna say thoughts and prayers, but it sounds so tacky the way it's been used for like every fucking mass shooting that's preventable, but we refuse to prevent them. My thoughts and prayers are with you, but no, genuinely, my thoughts, prayers, uh, goodwill, vibes, woo, all that shit. For decrim NY today, they are introducing a bill to decriminalize sex work in New York State. I'm very excited to see where this goes. It probably won't be voted on this session, but the fact that it's even like up for consideration at all is really fucking amazing and just a testament to how hard everyone has been pushing. All the activists, all the sex workers, all the advocates, everyone who's really, really put in the work and the time on this. And I'm like, I'm so fucking proud of them. And I really hope this bill fucking passes. But it's the most comprehensive decrim uh, bill that we've had yet, as far as I know, um, in the United States primarily because it was written by sex workers, <laughs> you know? So I'm super excited to see where that goes. I hope everything is going well with them. So send them some love, give them a follow on Twitter, donate, uh, you know, support them in any way you can. Signal boost because yeah, they're really, they're really fucking doing the work and it's amazing. So, all right, that's all I got. I'm gonna get up out of here. Um, I have more recording to do. If you wanna listen to the regular podcast, the Black Podcast with Wine Cellar Media, that audio will also be up later. Otherwise, please try to stay safe. Do something good for yourself. Do something nice for someone else. And just be as safe as you can, okay? It's fucking tough out there. I know. But do your best, all right? I'll see y'all lovelies later. <laughs>